Welcome to the Daily Thunder Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Rabar, beat writer for dailythunder.com, and I'm joined, as always, by Ryan Woods, contributor to dailythunder.com. And uh, we've been going over these scrimmages, these rapid reactions. This is the final one, but fear not, we're going to do these for the seeding games and the playoff games as well. I think, haven't really discussed this with Ryan yet. Are you in? I'm more than in. Okay, there we go. So it looks like we're going to continue. That was just like the meeting. You heard it live. Uh, you're kind of under pressure though you're gonna look like a real jerk if you said no (laughs) totally yeah I don't think so I'm out that's my strategy if I was still single that would be like my strategy if I wanted to ask a girl out I just get her on a podcast I'm like so (laughs) here's what I'm thinking (laughs) okay so uh, let's get to this game uh man I don't even know where to start honestly there's like six players of the game everybody (laughs) went off but to me, the, the standout was probably Darius Baisley. So let's, let's begin with Baisley. Um, just your overall thoughts. I mean, he scored 20 points. He hit three threes, and uh, he had some nice drives to the rim. Um, fluky, or do you think he's, he's improved over the uh, hiatus? His shot definitely looks a lot better. Um, he's still he's – still finding his way when he takes when he takes the ball to the basket but um he's trying a lot of stuff which I which I love and I love that Donovan's giving them the the leash to just go out and and try things and um we he's definitely more polished um going to the basket and finding others and he's he's finished really well around the rim as well which I think is really encouraging especially if he's going to start playing more uh four and five maybe um but man, the three the three pointer looks. Um, I was trying to f- think of a player that I that he re- that his shot reminded me of. It's very it's very set, um, but it looks very good and uh, a lot better than it did early in the season, which seems to be a theme on these things. Where the 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 shooting stroke of a lot of these guys just looks a lot better. It really does, and it's it's the biggest thing that you could ask for. I mean, really, if you're asking a dream scenario for the Thunder coming out of the hiatus and shutdown, it would be that, oh, I don't know, let's just get crazy and wish that Andre Robertson would come back and play. Okay, yeah. which granted, let's get him crazier and say he looks really good and he has an improved shot. Okay, granted. Then you would wish that those young guys, Dort, Baisley, uh, that they would come back with an improved three-point shot because these guys are rotation guys and the one knock on them um, has been their shooting. And – you know, so far so good through three scrimmages. Dort and Baisley uh, from beyond the line have been great. I mean, honestly, um, they both hit three threes tonight. They were both uh, they both hit two threes the the last game. Um, so it's exciting. These two rookies. You know, people forget four months off. That's an NBA off season. Mm-hmm. So they're coming into this uh, Disney bubble basically as sophomores. You know, we're continuing the season. But you would hope for a sophomore leap from guys like Baisley and Dort, and I think that might be what we're seeing. You just don't think of it that way because it's still intra-season. But, but really, this do you think that maybe with Dort and Baisley we're seeing a, a little mini leap here? Sure. It's, it's, a, 
it is a it is a full off season. It's a full four months to um, to just look look inward and what do I need to do to improve? Where uh, and I I would be curious to know if how much communication they had with the coaching staff um, in in the way of like almost an exit interview. Like here's what we want to see coming back um, if and when we do restart. And it just seems like they hit all of the details, all of the fine tuning that they needed to do um, to come into what would be their second season. It just happens to be the restart and the playoffs. It's, it's exciting because obviously the Thunder aren't going to hit 23s a game. That's not going to happen. And this, this hot shooting, you know, it can, but maybe it's a sign of things to come. If, if guys like Dort and Baisley did improve their three point shooting, all of a sudden they go from guys who are, you know, you, you can play, but you're a little afraid when they're out there. You're not sure what they're going to bring exactly. If you have a reliable three-point shot, that, that's a game changer in today's NBA. And it, it lets Donovan be a lot more flexible with so many different lineups and so many different things he can do, especially these guys have position flex, which is, you know, what you want in the NBA today. So it's exciting to see. Uh, we could talk a lot about Dorton Baisley, but this is supposed to be rapid, so I guess we should move <laughs> on. I'm just, I'm just pumped about those two guys because totally. – that's who you'd most want to see improvement from, and, and we're seeing it. The other guy we're seeing improvement from is, is a second-year guy, but Shea, the, uh, the, the future cornerstone of the franchise, the building block of the franchise. Tonight he started at point guard because Chris Paul was resting and Dennis Schroeder still came off the bench. So we saw a starting lineup of Shea, Dort, Robertson, Gallo, and Adams. How do you think that Shea did as a playmaker and a point guard? Because, you know, there's a lot, been a lot of question about that. Is he a one or a two? He's played one in the past, and he's known as that. But a lot of Thunder fans or, you know, analysts have wondered, well, is he really more of a natural two? What did you think? Um, Shea looked like Shea to me um, in, in that regard. I, I didn't see anything that um, blew me away. I think one thing that will be – um, an unintended consequence of this year with Chris Paul is that Shea will it'll just take another year for him to develop as the lead ball handler if that's the route that Oklahoma City wants to go which I obviously it seems like they do but um, I mean he he obviously created for himself very well um, he was getting in the lane and finding uh, finding Adams and um, that's obviously the connection you want to establish the most is is he and Adams up high screen and roll but um but yeah I thought he was really good um the the step back threes they are they are so useful they are such a weapon for him and if that becomes a consistent thing um they they look Harden-esque you know they look they look um Steph-esque and, and that's the the kind of the kind of shot you want him to to develop I'll be honest, I've been a little jealous of like Harden and Curry and these step back threes and how dangerous they can be wanting a guy like that on the Thunder. And Paul George provided that a little bit. He was working on that, mm -hmm. um, you know, but now having Shea in his second year, and it's something we've seen throughout the season, and yep. especially more as the season went on. And it looks like now, I mean, he was two for two tonight on step back threes. And that second one he did, he was – after he did the step back, he was a good three or four feet behind it, the line. It was deep. It was deep. Yeah. And both of them were nothing but net. I mean, it looks good. I mean, I it, that, is, that is such a weapon. I love that he's 
he's not forcing it. It's when he's drawing the switch and he knows that the defender is going to give him space. It's just a, it's just a simple step back and he's got the space he needs. Um, really, really good stuff from Shea today. Shea only played one half and he had 10 points and seven assists. And I feel like that seven assists could have easily been 10 assists. I, I think it was, it was very obvious that he was trying to get guys involved. And I think he yeah. did a good job finding guys and uh, whipping around some cross-court passes. So uh, good stuff from Thunder U 2.0 tonight between yeah. Shea, Baisley, and Dort. And we got to mention Diallo. Diallo yeah. is a guy that uh, you, I, other Thunder fans, experts, analysts have kind of written off. You know, he had a strong start to the season, then he got hurt, and then he was just never the same when he got back. But tonight, and really at the, the second half of that 76er scrimmage, um, I got to be honest, he looked good. Like, I, I don't know what to do with him because I don't think that you can get him rotation minutes when it's, when it's meaningful minutes. Maybe he will. I don't know what Donovan's going to do. But, you know, I, I don't trust his outside shot. But mm -hmm. he was aggressive. He finished really well. And he scored a lot. And he did hit a three tonight. I mean – I, I, we at least got to give him some props. It was probably his best game overall as a pro. So I don't know what to do with it, but I'm throwing out Diallo's great game to you. Yeah, he, he did play a lot better today, and I thought he defended really well. Um, yep. I think even I, – I don't see a matchup in the playoffs where he automatically gets minutes. I just think he's behind too many guys in the rotation. Right. But if there is a team that Diallo is rooting – to play it's Houston because I think there are minutes if a guy goes down that small ball lineups he could play the four um he's he just looks bigger to me he looks huge and yeah. um, maybe it was the guys he was in with um at the time but he just he looks like he can overpower guys with his strength with his speed and um, so, yeah, I could see him maybe getting minutes if somebody goes down in front of him in a Houston series because of how small they play. But, um, but yeah, he, he, was, he was really good today, really aggressive, and, and used his, his speed to get where he wanted to go. To me, there's guys that are, you know, maybe third-string guys who wouldn't normally be in the rotation that have looked good. And to me, it's at least encouraging from this standpoint. If, God forbid, one of the guys goes down with injury or with COVID or, you know, the, the bubble is unpredictable. This whole thing is unpredictable. And maybe you have to reach deeper into the bench than you normally would. If you do have to play a Diallo or a Mascala or a Nader, they've shown flashes. It could be worse, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, you know, to have those guys as third string guys is kind of a luxury. And I want to talk about Mascala because I've been yeah. saying all year long, I feel like he needs to get minutes. He's a five who can hit threes, and he was great tonight, and he's shown flashes. I mean, he's, a, he's about a 37 38% three-point shooter normally, and when you have him as a five, and he's decent on the boards, and he's decent defensively, to me, I would like to see him as – tell me this is crazy. If it was me, my backup, let's say that Dort continues to start, I'd love to see, like, Schroeder, Robertson, Baisley – uh, Mascala and Noel. That is the biggest, longest lineup imaginable. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it'll happen, but I think that's our five best bench players. And I think it could actually work. I just want to get those guys times. I think Mascala is too good to leave off the bench. I definitely think Mascala is playing. Like, uh, depending, depending on the matchup, I think he 
there there are going to be instances where he makes more sense than Nerlens. Um, I I loved John Hamm's tweet today. Uh, seems Muscala brought a flamethrower to Orlando. Um, I he he does look a lot more confident, and the guys are finding him. The the steal he had a tip steal, and then filled the left wing, and they found him in the corner. That was. Um, I mean, that's where he's at his best. I think he's a really good shooter on the move and even like curling around screens, like he has that footwork um, and, and shooting ability. So I, I mean, I don't think they'll play him at the four at all next to Nerlens, but who knows, you know, this we're playing basketball in the middle of July. So I would say uh, anything could happen. It's just tough because Autumn Adams obviously is around a top 10-ish center in the league. He's going to get his 36 minutes. And then Noel may be the best backup center in the league. So, you know, you got to get him the any, – any minutes he's going to play is already less than he probably should be playing anyways due to his talent level. Then you got Mascala. So mm-hmm. I don't know where to fit in unless you can play him at the four. I know he's played some four in the past and it's not his natural position. It might be kind of clunky, but – I don't know. I just want to find the guy minutes because obviously with what Baisley's doing and the experience they want to get him, you know, I think that he's going to play. Obviously, Schroeder's playing, Noel's playing. That bench shrinks up really fast come playoff time. So it's going to be interesting to see. Last thing I wanted to mention, I think Schroeder had his best game um, so far in the bubble. I feel like he knocked the, the uh, rest off tonight. He was, he was driving well, finishing well. Um, you know, the only guys that really haven't really shown out yet so far – are arguably the Thunder's two best players in Chris Paul and, and Gallo. I mean, Shea's probably the second best player, but Gallo's right there. But uh, Well, Dort, but yeah. Say what? Well, Dort, but yeah. Well, that's, that's a given. <laughs> you don't have to mention that. Uh, any concern whatsoever with, with Gallo and CP3 as we start the seeding games? Um, yeah, I thought Gallo looked a lot more himself today. Um, I think he's still – he looks like he's still getting his legs underneath him. Um, just conditioning wise, but the shot looked a lot better today, despite some misses um, hit, you know, he's, he, he just looks like he's moving around screens and flaring out a little more naturally, maybe more um, to what we saw earlier in the year. So I'm not too concerned about Gallinari. I think he's one of the most reliable guys when he's healthy in the entire league. Um, and yeah, I mean, we didn't see Chris today, but we, we know what to expect from Chris. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm not worried about those two guys at all. Just felt like we should mention it at least. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. The Thunder improved to 3-0 during a scrimmage play. Um, official game start on Saturday against the Jazz. I'm excited to see it. Uh, and we will be doing these rapid reactions after every seeding game. So thank you for listening. Ryan, thank you for joining me as always. Cheers. This is the Daily Thunder Podcast. Thank you for listening. Oh.